everybody, it's Lily Sullivan. You may know me on Comedy Bang Bang as Francesca Bolognese. This is an episode of my new podcast, Going Deep, which is available exclusively on Stitcher Premium. On this series, I play world-renowned couples therapist, Dr. Diana Deep, who uses some very unique and often illegal methods when working with her clients. In this episode, real-life couple Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins join me as Larry and Miriam, who go from wanting to kill each other to wanting to raise a family together. There are even some sharks involved, too. I loved making this series and all 12 episodes are available on Stitcher Premium. So if you enjoy what you hear, you can head on over to stitcher.com slash premium and use promo code DEEP for a free month. You can even binge this show and all other content on Stitcher Premium. That's stitcher.com slash premium promo code DEEP. Enjoy the show. What you're about to hear is a totally real, not fake couples counseling session. It contains bad words, sex stuff, and therapeutic techniques that are not legally allowed to be used inside the United States. For the purposes of maintaining confidentiality, names and some identifiable characteristics were meant to be removed. However, we did not have enough time. Uh, hello, this message is for Dr. Diana Deep. Hi, this message is for Dr. Deep. My name is Larry McMurdle. This is Miriam McMurdle. I have a problem with my wife. We're married and the marriage is not good and we need it to get better. I'm at the end of my rope. I've thought about encouraging a natural death for him. A lot of times I'll turn around and she's just putting her hand away as if she'd been flipping me off behind my back. I can't get him to stop uh, visiting the refrigerator. I mean, he goes there constantly. Um, it's annoying. One time I opened the refrigerator and she was in there and said, close it, fatso. <laughs> this is who I was when we got married and this is who I'll always be. I guess what we're saying as a couple is we need help. We need your help, Dr. Diana Deep, Triple D. We need you. We need you. Help us, Dr. Diana Deep. You're our only hope from Star Wars. Imagine that I'm a little uh, movie of a lady, and I've said this to a robot, and now the robot is showing you. I can't go to jail. Occasionally, a couple will walk into my office and I can tell they're going to, as my father would put it, push my craw. This very thing happened with Miriam and Larry. We, <laughs> we need help. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I speak for both of us when I say, uh, if there's anyone that can help us, you can. Mm -hmm. See that that's. The problem right there is the speaking for both of us. Oh, well, I mean, I we just... have a, we we have a couple problems. One is uh, Miriam objects when I speak for the both of us. Mm. She doesn't care for that, and I, I've I've heard her on that. And uh, I guess it's something I'm told. It's something that I do a lot. It's something you're doing now. Exactly. Wait, is it? He's 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 doing it now. I didn't really want to be here. I mean, I'm thankful that you're going to see us, but I just you better don't be know honored where, that you're here. I mean, I'm. I guess I'm 
honored to be here. I think, I, sp- I, think I speak for both of us when I say I'm honored to be here and Miriam isn't. I'm honored to be here with you, but not with Larry. Okay, that that helps. If that make if that makes sense. Immediately, I noticed that Larry likes to speak for Miriam. He treats her like she's some little tiny mouse with a tiny little vocal cords who lives in a tiny little mouse town. And every time she needs to say something, she has a big human man named Larry to help her. I can tell she's angry and frustrated and wants out. When I'm feeling this stressed, I I go four-wheeling. And so I want to, I just want to go out into a fucking muddy field with my truck and blow off this 25-year marriage. See where I am. I get it. I'm not happy to hear it, but I do understand it. She loves that four-wheeler. And, uh, you know, I, of course, won't enter any vehicle that has more than three wheels. So that has caused quite a bit of stress over the years. So you only ride motorcycles or segways. Yes, it's very hard to travel with him because well, how many wheels the, does a the train airplane, have? A- the airplanes airplane have tons of wheels, don't they? Just hard. They do. I thought they had three wheels, but oh, well, I thought that. And I think with each wheel, one wheel of a plane, you have multiple wheels. They're kind double like wheels. A, exactly, They're kind of like a, a big truck. Because those wheels can go flying off. I hate those. Mm. Mm. I hate those. I just don't see where we go from here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of here to, you know, get out of this. So you don't want the marriage to continue. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think I speak for Miriam when she says she doesn't want the marriage to continue. Now, there, as I said, there are a couple problems. One, one, you know, uh, it, but you know, I, I speak for Miriam when she doesn't want me to. That's a subset of the uh, of a, a problem, which is Miriam does not want the marriage to continue. Another problem is Miriam will not let me sleep. Okay. Like she, when I try to go to sleep, there's a lot of noise. Uh, there's, you know, TVs being turned on and, you know, uh, pots and pans banging around in the kitchen. And uh, it's because I feel unloved mm-hmm. when he encourages me not to wear my seatbelt. Oh, who does that? I don't see the connection to sleep there. This couple is suffering from what we call in the medical world the walk to remember complex, where both members of the relationship want the other to die like Mandy Moore in A Walk to Remember, or Shailene Woodley in A Fault of Our Stars. And since their partner might not be suffering from a terminal illness like these teen girls do in Hollywood movies, they find other ways to kill them, like preventing them from sleeping or prohibiting seatbelts and long car rides. I'm going to pause you both right there. I I think what I'm picking up on is that you both want the other one to die. Well, so that's what I have been trying to say to Larry. And he doesn't he won't let me say it because he wants to speak for the both of us all of the time. Mm -hmm. And the thing that he needs to say for the both of us is that we both want one another dead. Well, you do, because Miriam, 
you do not want Larry to sleep. And that's definitely a way to death, if I've ever seen one. I mean, I feel close to death. It's a long, painful version. Yeah. Yes, I'm very tired. I mean, have you ever heard this statement, I'll sleep when I'm dead? I've never heard that before in my life. But that makes sense. Well, it's a You've never heard that. You've never heard that? I've never heard that. I I grew up in parts of Europe. And Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. sure. I've never, my sayings, my knowledge of American sayings is few. In Europe, we do not say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Instead, we say, sleep with me until I'm dead. Sort of a death by sex situation. So I decide to ask them about their sex life. And I'm surprised to learn it's still active. We're we're having grudge sex with each other. It's sort of animalistic. It's it's like a way to express our frustration. Hatred. With oh, frustration. Hatred. I hatred. think I speak for myself when I say hatred. But then it turns out I spoke for both of us when I said hatred because then uh, Miriam also said hatred. So, I agreed. Uh, score one you for me. If, if you're keeping score, which I imagine you are, then uh, I'm racking up the points. I am keeping score. Right now we have Miriam with um, three points and Larry with minus one. Because you were in many, you were very minus t- for a while. And then you said a couple of good things. So I added a couple of points. So I was really, you're not in, fully was in, really in the hole. You were really in the red. That there. brings another thing about Larry that I have a problem with now that we're here and I can speak freely. Um, When we have game nights with our friends, he mm. never scores high. Mm. Ever. That's true. Even in charades. No. Especially in charades. I'm I'm bad at charades because uh, it, it's a frustrating game. I don't understand the point of acting things out when you're trying to get someone to guess something. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not just say, uh, you know, instead of uh, uh, making the movie motion, say this is a movie. Uh, it's very famous. Starred Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. It won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1997. It was about the ocean liner, the Titanic. I, I never, I don't know what that one is. Um, well, it's Titanic. And, uh, uh, you I've know. I've never uh, heard of that movie. Like, well, see, then my acting it out wouldn't have helped. You know, what's interesting about you, Larry, is that you like to speak for others. But when it comes time to move your body around and communicate with body language, you fail. Well, I think I should, Diana, I think I could speak for you when I say that is an accurate assessment. So I want to try a little exercise. Uh Uh-oh, that sounds like movement. It is. I want, Larry, I want you to... Um, communicate to Miriam what you need right now, but just use your body. And Miriam, I want you to describe what he's doing with his body. Okay. You want me to go first? I want you to go. I, there, no one else is in line. So you want me to describe what I need using my body? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Miriam, I need to go to sleep. Larry. Hmm? You... <sighs> You just used your word. I told you to use your body. I think Don't. I speak for the medical community when I say that uh, the vocal cords, uh, tongue, teeth, and lips are part of the body. I said, "Don't speak. Oh. Use your body." I thought I saw a loophole, and I went for I, it. I, I can see that. And um, listen, I don't want to have to say it again. I've been known to kick people out of my sessions. Oh, please don't! Oh, please don't! Great, Larry, you're going to ruin this for us. That's strike one for you. 
and minus 10 points. Oh, I'm back of the hole. Larry, move your body around for her. Tell her what you need. Miriam, I Larry, need- he's just so stupid. Do you know what I mean? He definitely doesn't listen. Miriam, I, I can tell that I like you. Um, and I, I don't usually do this with my patients, but I like you. Um, Larry, I don't know yet. Um, right. But I, you, you don't need to know more. One of my, you know, I, I, I typically side with the woman in, in these kinds mm. of situations. Um, but that's just me. Because I'm struggling to understand what Miriam saw in Larry to begin with, I ask about their careers. Maybe he's some high-powered CEO or Wall Street money man. Or we have a bakery and Mm. I do the inside of the cakes and he does the outside of the cakes. All I do is frosting. Mm. Well, this is part of the problem is that our businesses complement one another's business. They are complementary businesses. It's just that he's really good at frosting and I'm really good at like cakey stuff. And so we just came up with this cake that like took off. What is it? Like a penis cake or something? Why is it selling so much? What's what's the big deal? It's just really, we just have these die hard. We can make any shape for you. We have done penis before. We've done a lot of, we do a lot of penises. Nope, not an investment banker or doctor. As he put it, all he does is frosting. I'm curious, how did these two sweeties meet? When we met, we met at a a baking convention, Mm. uh, which was bakers from all over the world. And uh, I went to her booth and she just had these nude Mm. cakes. And uh, I thought, that's so strange that there's no frosting on the cakes. But then I considered my own booth, which of course was just bowls and bowls of frosting with no cakes uh, to to surround. Mm And um, I, I, we commiserated that everyone was laughing at us. And then uh, was sort of a Reese's peanut butter cup style in the, in the manner of the old commercial. I proposed we uh, crash into each other as we're both rounding a corner and get, I would get the frosting mm-hmm. on the cake mm-hmm. and she would get the cake in the frosting. And then we would taste it. And if we, if we agreed that it tasted good, uh, then we would combine forces, but still keep our <laughs> businesses separate. So people are free uh, to just buy the 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 nude cake first, and then go across the street to have it frosted. Uh, they're free to buy the frosting and then go across the street uh, to to have a cake to surround it. Cake to surround the frosting. Well, I'm sorry, frosting just surround the cake. It's it's a there's not a term for it, so it's it's very difficult. <laughs> Now I get it. They clearly have a lot in common. Both are bakers with small cake-related businesses. Yet their bakeries have become a metaphor for their lives. Two lone buildings standing across from each other, refusing to ask for help, even when they need it. Need, spelled K-N-E-A-D. It's interesting that that um, you guys have this business. And, and, and did you sign a, a prenup or anything before the marriage? We signed, this is unprecedented. We signed a during nup, which mm. we had been married for a few years. And then we went to a lawyer and said, hey, we got to. It's a mid, it's a mid nup. Mid nup, yeah. It's not. Mid nup. It's a mid nup. Mid nup. So that means that you sign the docs mid, mid marriage. Mid marriage, yes. 
I was going to say, I had a midnup on my chin, which was um, where they basically tucked my chin into my into my ear area. That's called a mid midnup. It's it's really amazing work. Do you mind if I ask who who did it? Uh, yeah, I, Dr. Donahue, downtown Donahue. You saw downtown Donahue. I did. Do you know him? I know of him, of course. Very hard to get a session with him. Okay. Yes, I've tried for years because, of course, I have this goiter. I, I can see that. It's, it's pretty visible. Oh, it's very visible. It is incredibly visible. I'm surprised you're able to sell so many frostings, honestly, with it being as visible as it is. No offense. Well, I wear I n- none taken, uh, but it did hurt my feelings. But I, I do uh, four. Oh, for my hurt feelings, <laughs> I do wear a um, an elaborate costume when I'm in the shop. Oh. What's that? Uh, I dress up as Frankenstein's monster and uh, the head is, is it's sort of like I'm like a, a, a moving Funko Pop of Frankenstein where the, the mm. head is gigantic. Um, and uh, uh, and people love it. People love it. That was one good thing that came out of the goiter because when he started doing the Frankenstein, our business increased wow by like a lot wow it really did and with with just word of mouth like oh, we didn't advertise this this was just yeah. people, the word got out hey there's a guy who's dressed like a fungal frankenstein in that frosting store i want to know when it all changed it seems like everything was great the cakes the frosting the the frankenstein costumes a goiter everything was going well when did this beautiful tale turn sour? Miriam? I think it was... I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I think it was... You were talking like a mouse for a second. I just... It's just very... This is an emotional memory. In thinking about how their marriage has changed, Miriam subconsciously reverts to her mouse voice. She is small and meek again, begging for Larry to speak for her. But this time, I let her speak for herself. We were um, at my favorite seafood restaurant. and um, Which one was that? I, Under the shrimp? Was, no. Slimy's. It was Red Lobster. Slimy's Red Lobster. Mm. Oh, wait. It was Slimy's. I do like Red Lobster, though. It doesn't matter because what happened Slimy's next, used to be a Red Lobster you can and see, they, I mean, they took the sign down, but you can see the outline of it still. Well, Slimy's has been taking over a lot of Red Lobster's old spots. Yes. Slimy's has been taking a lot of Red Lobster's old. And what what he's doing is he's, he's Slimy himself is, he's just selling all shellfish, just all clams and oysters. It's a, it's a truly wet Muscles. experience going into one of a Slimy. <laughs> That's right. He's got misters set up all over all the you tables. You leave soaked. Yeah. It's the Gallagher of... It is. I'm sorry. Keep going, Miriam. So anyway, I always get a shrimp cocktail. It's sort of my thing. Mm. And I started choking. (gasps) And I was gasping for air. I couldn't talk. I was doing the international choking symbol. I've never seen that before in my life, what you're doing. It's sort of clutching a... It can't be very international if I've never heard of it. Or might be national. I've never left America, so... Makes a lot of sense. I assumed it was international. And, you know, I'm turning blue and tears are streaming down my face. 
And Larry is looking at me and he's telling some story where he's saying, I think I speak for both of us when what something, something, something. And I clearly need the Heimlich. It was actually pretty good So I had to go around the back of my chair and position my midriff on the back of my chair and perform the Heimlich on myself. (gasps) And then the piece of shrimp shot out of my throat into Larry's food. And then he complained that I had contaminated his Manhattan clam chowder. Yeah, well, it came, you know, a piece of shrimp came from inside of her Mm. Uh, and then into my clam chowder. Now, uh, of course, I was mortified by this. I only knew the the local choking sign, um, which is a lot different from the the national. That's choking what he sign. claims. The local choking sign is <laughs> you do the uh, "I'm a little teapot" yeah. dance. See this one, I know. But at the end, you point to your yes. neck. I've also. But there th- were other signs: the tears, the blue skin. I the thought you were invested in my story. No one's going to know you're choking unless you do the local sign. Um, where I grew up, um, there's a few of them. But mine is: you throw your hands over your head, uh-huh. and you you look up to the sky, and and you start stomping your feet, wave your arms around, and then you go down like a little crab. Okay, and that's that how we is, know that you're choking. That's athletic. That makes that's sense to athletic. me. It doesn't totally to me, but I can understand that other cultures have different signs. Yeah. I'm not trying to be, you know. Diana, she's got to get points off for that. She just blatantly disagreed with you. I don't want to do it, but I, I will. Um, minus 0.5. Fine. Ooh. Do I get any points for pointing that out? I'll give you uh, 0.5. Hmm. All right. Half I'll a point. It. That's half a point. This is Miriam's truth. She believes her husband was so busy speaking for her, he couldn't see she was choking on a Slimy's shrimp cocktail. She feels like he doesn't care if she lives or dies. In reality, she's communicating poorly. She needs to take a local CPR class. For me, things changed. Uh, It was the day after our honeymoon. And we were back in our home and- uh, So soon. Well, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Although we did have a honeymoon. We didn't have a honeymoon right away. We did wait a little Mm. bit. We've been married for 15 years. And then uh, we said, let's take that honeymoon we never took. And we got back from Colonial Williamsburg. And um, I remember that- you know, Miriam had said, oh, don't go in the house just yet. Let me go in there first and and get things all set up. And I said, okay. And then um, it was hours. I was out there for a while just on the on the front stoop with the luggage and everything. And, and I, I kept calling in like, can I come in yet? And she'd say, not yet, just getting everything ready. And then by the time I walked in the house, I was allowed to walk in the house, it was pitch black outside. Uh, the sun had set, and it was it was black. It was just just uh, inky blackness inside the house. Every light had been turned off. All the shades drawn, and uh, I went to turn on a light, and she had glued needles all around every light switch. And I tried to turn a lamp, needles mm. on the switch. I tried to to turn a wall switch, needles. Uh, I tried to uh, to pull a, a, a overhead light uh, on a, on a, on a chain, needles. And um, I said, I said, I didn't want to think the worst of my wife. And I said, Miriam, did you know there are needles all over the place? 
And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. You're a fool. Wow. And then it was a year after that that things really started to turn for me. So it was a year of living with the needles. I, yep. I couldn't, I couldn't get them off. And I mean, they were really on there. And uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I forgot about them. And um, after a year, I really got fed up. I really got fed wow. up. And I thought, this is not good. This is an issue. You know, I, I think what's interesting is Miriam took all Thank that you. time minus five points. What's interesting to me is that Miriam took all that time. She she took all that effort to glue all those individual little needles all over the place for you. For mm. you. Mm. And did you say thank you? Did you for once think, my wife, look what she does for me? If I answer honestly, uh, the answer is no, I did not think those things. But but now that you mention it, I had not looked at it in that light before, that Mm. it was something that she was doing for me. This is Larry's truth. Larry believes Miriam was trying to hurt him on a daily basis, but really she wants his attention. This conversation gives Miriam a sense of relief. I've never heard him acknowledge before. It's the mouse again. I've never heard him acknowledge before that um, that I had taken all that time because it did take hours. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Gluing all those little needles. How you yeah. had that many, I don't know. Now that we know why they both want the other one to die, I can feel we're close to a breakthrough. So I share a personal story. I'm going to tell you a quick little story. I Once I was uh, engaged to a young man. Best wishes. I told you that. Wow. Minus 25 for Ooh, that. That's tough, Miriam. You got 25 points. That was you, Larry. Oh, me? Minus oh. your tone. Oof. Miriam plus five. Thank you. I I was dating a a, a young man named Dadam. 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 Like Adam with a. Okay, we did it correctly. Dadam. 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 And Dadam. and Dadam and I, um, you know, he he asked me to marry him, and I said I said yes, and I was over Best the best wishes. I was over the moon, and I um. I thought, you know, what better way to to get ready for the wedding than to buy some hats. And every day I would put on a new hat, right? On top of the previous hat that I was wearing. And so every day I had one two, hat, two hat, three hat, five hat, six hat, seven hat. My, all the hats on my head, touching the ceiling, right? And every, every day I waited for, for Dadam to say, wow, what a beautiful hat. It never came. He never, mm. he never said a thing. Instead, mm. I find out that he's left. He's gone to Colombia, the country, not the, not the mm. university. Mm. Or the sporting goods store. Right. right. Yeah, the outdoor store. Or the outdoor capital store. of South Carolina. He left. He went to Colombia. But he didn't tell you? He didn't tell me. So <gasps> I, I woke up and I checked my Facebook page. Where is he? Colombia. So he did post a Facebook. He he posted a Facebook. And I thought, oh, okay, well, was it the hats? Was it? Mm. 
I don't know. There's no way of knowing. Years later, I got a Facebook message from him. It was the hats. Mm. You, you were adding uh, hats to existing hats every day. Yeah. Uh, do you think that he was, Dadam was uh, paralyzed by choice, that there were so many hats that he couldn't compliment? He didn't know Just which one, one to compliment because there were so many to choose from. Well, I, you know, I, I want to go ahead and ask you, didn't you not compliment Miriam because there were so many needles? You were overwhelmed by the amount of needles. So you couldn't compliment just one needle. True. true, I, can, true. I can see I'm blowing your mind. I'm really blowing your mind right now. I'm very, I definitely am having a hard time processing for sure. And, and Miriam, you know, you did that every day. You thought, you know, will be today be the day that he, he notices, right? Mm-hmm. He notices all this effort that I took. It was like I was screaming for some kind of acknowledgement for what I do for him. She and literally did scream for acknowledgement many times. That's communication. That was one of the tactics that she used to keep me from sleeping. Oh, you sleep when you're dead. That's a saying I've just heard, actually. Um, I want you to know, both of you to know that... Um, Adam is dead now. Oh. He was killed by a shark in Colombia. Colombia. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Do you suspect foul play? From the sharks? A shark? What are sharks again? They're a big fish thing with big teeth. Oh, okay. Right, right. So, yes, I, I guess I, now that you bring it up, I do suspect foul play. Hmm. That's. Terrible. Points? Okay, uh, plus one point. Mm, okay. All right, plus two. Thank you. So, I guess my question is, when does this end? When does this, this energy between you two end? When one of you actually dies? When one of you gets ripped in two by a big shark in Colombia? Mm. <laughs> uh I guess I um Larry is he crying? I've never seen this emotion from him. Crying. I've crying. I haven't cried since I was a child. And uh oh, I just feel like I'm having a breakthrough. You have tears on your Goiter. Do you I know. T- my goiter t- is soaking wet. Hey, Larry, look at me. Yes, yeah, I'm looking. Plus 20 points, buddy. Thank you, doctor. I love seeing those tears. Oh, it feels, it's quite a release. Miriam, I, uh, I, so many things that I just didn't understand or do right or get or be good at. I never thought I would hear you say any of this. I think I speak for both of us when I say this is a powerful moment in our marriage. (sighs) It really is. I did it. I broke him. Now that they've both shed tears, they're both raw and ready to build anew. Look, you guys have clearly made a lot of progress today, Um, but I still want to watch. I want to see Larry move his body around. I want to see him communicate with something other than words. So 
we're going to do an exercise. We'll start with something basic, like you're choking. What do you do? Larry, show us your choking. <clears throat> Miriam, you explain what you see. Okay. He's putting his hands on us. He's doing the teapot. He's tipping over. He's giggling. He's pointing to his neck. And uh, he's, he's sort of hopping around. And now he's squatting on the ground. Oh, and now he's... Giving birth to an egg. Yeah. That's what I would take it, away from it. It's very interesting. It was supposed very to be. Prim- a, it was primal. Not supposed to be an egg. It was supposed to be a, a baby. A baby. Wow. Like a live. It was supposed to be a live birth. Is that? Are you telling Miriam you want to have a child? Yes, I was saying I am dying, positively choking to have a baby. I've never wow. known that before today. I had no idea. I honestly have never thought about it until just now. <laughs> I thought Larry hated babies. We I would do. see babies, and he would make a face. A lot of times you would see a baby and I would say, I hate that. I hate that. He did. Oh. This is. Say that at the baby? I would not at the baby because I knew the baby could understand me. I would say it to the parent. I would tap somebody on the shoulder and say, I'd point the baby and say, I hate that. And now here you are wanting one of your own. Yes. No one's more surprised than I. Miriam. I'm pretty surprised. Miriam, I'm. Are you. Wait, Miriam, are you more surprised than I am? No, the same. So then my original statement stays. The same, though. So it's not really the same. Right. So, but it, it is it is safe to say that no one is more surprised than I am if you are surprised the same as I am. I'll give you that. Mm, wow. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing in terms of how you're communicating. I love you, too. <sighs> minus, minus, minus. Now that's a positive statement. I don't know. Why would that be a hundred? It's a professional relationship. A lot of my patients fall in love with me and I can't, I cannot have that. This is massive. This couple has been so busy wishing the other would die like Mandy Moore in a walk to remember that they haven't slowed down to realize what they really want. A baby. I think with you... Both, I, I, you know, I do this with, I do a lot of um, counseling with, with parents. And um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a, c- a couple flash questions. This is a fun way to see if you're going to be ready for a kid. This is, these are questions about the superhero? Excuse me? These are questions. These are pa- parental questions. And you guys both need to answer at the same time. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who the Flash's parents are. Larry, just Listen. I'm going to ask you a question. I need you both to respond at the same time. This is how we'll know you'll be good parents, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, are we ready? On the count of three, what color is the baby's bonnet? One, two, three. Yellow. Okay. Not off to a good start then. Um, Maybe if you counted slower. On the count of three, um, what is the baby's first word? One, two, three. Mama. Hello there. Okay. It's not, it's really not going well. Um, Especially since that was two words. On the count of three, what does the baby I guess first because it was a phrase, I was thinking of it as one word, but you're right. It was two words. Don't interrupt me again. I'm in the middle of it. Very sorry. Very sorry. Plus two points. What does the baby's shirt say? One, two, three. I love I love New York. 
I love categories. I love New York. We're very close that time. You have to admit. It was closer than I thought. What is the baby's favorite cheese? One, two, three. Cheese. Cheese is its favorite cheese. He likes all cheese. (sighs) Larry has very low retention for cheese types. That's just a thing. It's that's very true. I've tried. We've tried flashcards. We've tried. Again, I don't know superheroes. A master class with like a fromagier. Oh, fromagier. Fromagier. What is the temperature of the baby's room? Go. One, two, three. Hot. Warm. Oh, Jesus. Can we try that one again? Because we, we didn't say it at the same time. What is the temperature of the baby's room? One, two, three. Hot. Warm. You said the same. Give thing. us one more. No, give us one more chance. Give us, give us one more what chance on that one. What is the temperature of the baby's room? One, two, three. Hot. Warm. Oh, my fucking God. You can't be, you can't do it. I was, I was rooting for you. I think you have the desire, Miriam, if you can find someone else, go, go get pregnant, do your thing. But if you stay together for the sake of the cakes, um, for the frosting, I can't, I can't give my official stamp of approval on, on this. It's just, I've never had anyone fail that test quite as badly. The correct answer for temperature for the baby's room is cold. Very cold. And that's so the the baby will remain alert and laugh at the jokes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. The baby is your greatest audience. Keep them awake. This has been an education. I'm not going to lie. I've learned so much today. I think I speak for myself and uh, Carrie Mulligan when I say this has been an education. The verdict is in. They would make terrible parents. So what are their other options? One thing I want to say before we go is that I think embracing the goiter is the answer in a lot of ways, physically, for both of you. Um, It doesn't seem like the goiter has gotten the love it deserves. So are you saying I have to face him when we have sex now? Yes, I didn't know that wasn't happening, I think. Absolutely. Oh, no. How? We have hate you sex. Saw we his not go- face you saw show. his goiter, right? So do you right? come at him from behind? You can see it. We're back to back. We're back to back. You're back to Any- back when you, when you fuck. Yes. So it's two butts and there's- That's all you, we got. What, you use a, a little toy yes, in between? Exactly. That's right. A big toy. Big toy. Okay. All right. Well, I can see we've made lots of progress here today. Dr. Deep, may I ask a question? Of course. Is it possible to save our marriage if we were to embrace my goiter as the child we never had? Wow. Plus 250 points. You've won, Larry. You've won today. That's what I was trying to get at this whole time. Oh, doctor. I think you dress that little thing up. I think you take it to school. I think you throw balls at it. To play catch, I think you, I think you get it a college degree and, and a job, and you you let that thing get married to some very you know neurotic controlling woman, and I think that's the story. And I wish, I wish the best for you guys. I really do. Never in my decades of counseling would I have expected someone like Larry to win this session. But this world is full of surprises. 
The goiter is their answer. This session truly was a walk to remember. Diana Deep is the author of A Had a Day Keeps a Husband Away and her new book, Goiters and Sex, Size Does Matter. Both are available on her LinkedIn. Dr. Deep would like to thank Paul of Tompkins, Jeannie Haddad Tompkins, producer and editor, Kimmy Gregory, mixer, Marina Pais, and Lily Sullivan, who is her greatest inspiration. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.